Hey, everybody. Welcome to the show. It's the Off the Monorails podcast. I'm your host, Jordan, joined today, as always, by my two fellow co-hosts, Justin and Ryan. Fellas, how are we doing? Doing great, sir. How about you guys? Yeah, I'm doing fantastic. It is a day to celebrate. Celebrate. One year. Celebrate good times. Can't believe we've been doing this crazy thing for a year now. And it's uh it's more than I ever thought it would be. Yeah, absolutely. Uh as we as we mentioned previously in uh uh older episode uh, about a month ago, it you know, like Ryan you said, it started with us three guys, a microphone, an iPad, and a bottle of bourbon and a big dream that we had just to an idea to to help people and have conversations just like Justin and I had with you mm-hmm. regarding how to go to Disney World and how to plan a trip to Disney and how to have fun as an adult at Disney and how all to the maximize your bang for your buck, all that good yeah. stuff. And just turn those conversations into the idea of helping others and expressing some uh, fun uh, experiences and sharing our stories with everyone out there and here we are one year later it's it's unthinkable really like uh i don't know it we all just kind of sat around at first and we we recorded that first episode and then we we all listened back to it you know right after we finished recording just to kind of see how it sounded and may not sound like much when you go back and listen to it but i just remember us looking at each other after it was done and we just knew something special was, was coming of this and it, it really has just, just proud of, so much of what more. we did. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it was the fact, you know, we, you know, we took that trip to get, you know, your feet wet, Ryan, uh, back in February mm-hmm. of 21 as just your introduction, you know, to Disney as, as an adult. And, you know, we had a great time, just us guys only, uh, you know, just taking it all in and let you seeing you, you you truly experience things for the first time and just instantly unlocking that for you. And which then quickly turned into you going with the family almost every basically every month um, thereafter uh, in the rest of 21. And then. You know, we decided to take another trip and we had so much fun that we, we take the, we take the next trip in November together with us all. Um, and we stay at Animal Kingdom Lodge and we just, we made the decisive decision to, you know what, let's just go for it. Let's, let's, let's turn the microphone on, hit the record button and just see what happens. And I think just the pure fact of us just having the, having the will and just to literally just sit down and try it out. Yeah. And yeah, it was primitive. Yeah, it was one microphone. Yeah, it sounds like we're in a hallway. Uh and but it's it does speak volumes to you know, your de- just determination and just putting that one step forward yeah. to take action. And once we did that and the minute that I remember I I still remember so vividly the minute right after we did that initial sign off and which has become our slow, you know, become our signature um, to this day, the moment that we finished that, I knew it. Like I felt it in my body Yeah, and it's like, okay, this is, this is it. We have something. 
And not only that, it was like our first dip into doing something like this. And it's like, this feels right. This feels like everything came together. Everything just fell into place. And it just, it, it felt great. Yeah. And none of us are like, none of us are podcasters. None of us had done anything like this before. We just always like sitting around <laughs> yeah. and talking about it. And yeah, we just made that mutual decision to, to just at least try it. And, you know, we spent a lot of long nights recording and editing and putting yeah. in the groundwork for socials and just trying to build a foundation. But all of that busting our ass constantly has paid <laughs> off. It really has. Yeah. And I'm humble. Yeah. There's really. a newfound respect for, for people that have done this for a while after doing it ourselves. And like, we don't have people managing us. We don't have anyone that we're paying to do anything for us. Like it's literally us three. And we've had to learn to delegate roles to each other. We've had to learn to work together to to make you know the wheels go round for the off the monorails podcast. And uh, it took a it took a good while to to get the the train rolling. But once we got it rolling, it's been it's been just a ton of fun. Like everyone respects their duties. Now we've we've learned to how to work together better and just. Uh, Make this thing just be like take it to the next level. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's 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 now an organized chaos uh, that we <laughs> yeah. that we have created. But it's so much fun, and I didn't think I'd have as much fun with this as I am. But I truly am. Yeah, and like it, it, it's not even the so much of it being like a business or an entity. It's still to me just a, a way for us to communicate and be together and just have some sort of fellowship on a weekly basis. And I mean, we talk on a daily basis, just about, you know, the ins and outs of the week and certain news yeah. topics and different ideas and concepts. So it's just, just as people and as cousins and brothers that we are, it's just helped us grow from that aspect also as, as humans. Yeah. I mean, the, essentially, right. The, the, the whole idea of this was, you know, the concept for the show was, to be just that it's just us having conversations, right? You know, we were already having these conversations and we decided to record them essentially. And so, you know, I think that's, that's what is so great about our show. And there's many great shows out there, but I think that's, you know, I think that's what, what's a little bit different about ours is that it's just a real world perspective. And then it's just, a few guys talking about Disney. Yeah. And yeah. there's no fluff. Like you can, you know, <laughs> put that in the bank and, and take it to it. Cause we're, we're about telling you the truth and what works, what doesn't work. And if it hurts your feelings or hurts someone else's <laughs> feelings, you know, it is what it is, but you know, we're not going to fill you with fluff. Yeah. It's so yeah, it's been bear. a, it's, <laughs> yeah it, but it has it you know to your point justin you know it's been a lot of work it's been a lot of learning you know it's it's been a lot of growth um you know you you listen back to uh, some of these older episodes that we did not just the first couple where we were on a more primitive scale but even as we uh, as we you know went through different topics and uh discussed different things we you know, you can hear the growth between all of us and we kind of got our, you know, got into our groove and, and understood like how to talk to each other 
mm-hmm. in this type of medium and how to express certain things and how to engage our audience. And, uh, you know, and that's something that I've fallen in love with is just the creative process that goes into all of this. And yeah, it's, it takes a lot of work. It take. I mean, there is so much stuff that goes on behind the scenes that, you know, all the listeners and followers don't get to, they don't get to see, they don't, right. they're not exposed to, but it's, there's so much work involved when you talk about uh, pre-production and planning and the actual recording and then the post-production and the publishing and the creative and the, and the social partnerships and the social and, stuff and the game and, and to uh, top that off being fathers and husbands and trying to have lives outside of that. And it's a balance. Yeah. yeah. But I would, I, I wouldn't trade it for the world. This is something that um, I'm so, so happy that we, we started. And what's crazy to me now is that, you know, I, I told you this guys many times when we first started and people started telling me, Oh, so-and-so uh, was telling me that they heard this podcast and uh, they realized that it was you. And to this day, I still can't believe that every, that there's other people listening to us talk about Disney yeah. besides the three of us, willingly my, our moms, yeah. right? <laughs> like <laughs> shout out mom. Love you. Yeah, um, mom. <laughs> but it, it, to this day, right? Like I just can't get over the fact that, yeah, there's there's people out there that want to hear us and hear our opinions and maybe think that we're funny sometimes, um, you know, or maybe they just like to laugh at us and make fun of us. Yeah. That's OK, too. I'll yeah. take anything yeah. Yeah. as long as you're I'm listening. Not, I'm not about it. it. And, and I will say, <laughs> since we're talking about moms, um, our moms are a big proponent as to why we have such a passion for this, because as yeah. youngsters, our moms made a huge effort to vacation together on school holidays during the summertime. I mean, we was always at Disney, Universal, SeaWorld. We was in Orlando. Each any chance houses, we got. Yeah. yeah. And we're just vacationing yeah. in general. And they kind of sparked our love for theme parks. And Disney's kind of been the one that stuck. And, uh, you know, as I grew up, I didn't really go to Disney for a while. And with these guys getting me roped in as an adult and me getting to bring my own kids here, I'm starting to see that reward and that return that our moms got from us and taking us to do these things and having these yeah. adventures and these experiences. So thank you, Mom, and thank you, Aunt Jean, for for showing us the light as youngsters and giving us the love for theme parks that we have now. Absolutely. And not to mention – uh, you know, they they tag along on a lot of these trips mm-hmm, with us mm-hmm. and they're such a big support system for us, uh, you know, helping with the kids and just also just being that beacon of light to, and and being open to exploring and trying new things and, um, you know, being guinea pigs sometimes and uh, and and also just, you know, being willing to help. And yeah. that's just it's 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 a thankless position you know that they're in and uh, it just you know it's 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 just so great to to have uh have that support system in place uh that allows us to do a lot of these different things that we yeah, get to do in relation to this podcast yeah yeah absolutely uh also one of my favorite things to do uh that this podcast helped get me back to doing uh was being creative and drawing and designing mm-hmm. and so 
now would be a good time to remind you guys to go check out offthemonorails.com and go uh, check out our shop where you'll find plenty of t-shirt designs and sweaters and hoodies and all kinds of goodies that you can uh, on the plenty (laughs) plenty of stuff that you can go and uh, support the show with by uh, by wearing it on your person Uh, and all those uh, all the designs there are made in-house so a lot of a lot of uh, back and forth and ideating uh, between us to come up with some of these uh, concepts and you know, we put some of the what we think are some of the best ones out there for you and to don't, consume. Don't downplay your your capabilities there, Jordan. You you really you know took a lot of this stuff head on, and you uh you were knocked it out of the park. Yeah, uh, just trying to do just trying to do um uh, do my best to help support the support the uh you know the locomotive that's moving down the tracks. <laughs> so um so yeah, so I hope that everyone's uh and enjoy some of those. So go check them out. It's a great way for you to support the show and also rock some pretty cool merchandise. Uh, so go check out off the monorails.com, click on the shop, find something that you like and uh, go grab it uh, for you or a friend. Um, also while you're there, you can go check out the blog. Um, Ryan, you want to tell them what they can find in the blog? Yeah, man, we, uh, we do some pretty uh, specific breakdowns of different weekend trips some of them are scaled down to just dining experiences or uh, personal experiences with uh, finding bathrooms or just places to hang out. Um, you can really dissect a lot of these blogs and plan the ultimate Disney trip, if you will, because we have unlocked a lot of the the secrets and, and the hot spots to hit throughout the, the parks and the property. But um, if, if you're a reader... Um, it's right up your alley, but we do have lots of pretty pictures in there as well. We have some festival coverage, <laughs> lots of food. that you, you will not go short on the food. So if you're a foodie, there's plenty of food pictures, plenty of detailed breakdowns of what we thought of these, you know, certain dishes and items. But um, it's a great place, man. Just get there, read up on it, and, and help yourself prepare for, for your ultimate Disney experience. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, one of the other we'll, – we'll begin, to, you know, as we go to – experience other places as well you know in the orlando area especially if you're at disney but you want to take a break and go do a day at you know a different park altogether um we'll we'll begin mixing some of those in as well because i i just got to experience um legoland for the first time so completely know that this is a disney a walt disney world related podcast and we'll do uh just that with our with our coverage but uh, we will uh, mix a little bit of that in into the blog just in case that people are interested in in taking a day or two uh, break away from Disney if they're down uh, in the Orlando area for uh, you know a longer vacation uh, and they can go check out some other experiences. So I'll be breaking the, all, that full trip down in the blog, photos, uh, my time there, my first experience there at Legoland. So yeah, go check that out. So guys... I definitely uh, think that uh, we got our point across that that we are super thankful to be here and doing this uh, show. And in the light of the one-year theme, uh, we'd like to take a look back at uh, 2022. This will be our last episode of the year. So um, we'll be returning back on January 6th. So uh, stay tuned for that. Make sure that you are following on your favorite podcast platform and you have your notifications set 
to uh, follow the show and get that automatic download once the uh, new show is published. Um, but uh, we wanted to take a look back um, and just kind of look at some of the things that happened this year, you know, besides just us um, becoming a podcast and, you know, learning, learning the ropes. Um, let's take a look back at Walt Disney world and some of the uh, more highlights uh, and things that happened this year. Yeah. So, you know, coming, coming fresh off the, the height of the coronavirus pandemic that, you know, pretty much plagued and tainted all of 2020 and 2021, you know, there was a lot of uh, mask restrictions and there was things that weren't opened up yet. Um, we got to see a lot of new things come back. They weren't necessarily new, but they just returned. Um, mm-hmm. So, we uh we got to experience the the up close meet and greets returning. Uh that was great. Yeah. That that's a huge proponent to the park's experience and not having to yeah. take a picture with a character standing behind a rope six feet behind you. Um yeah. it's just it's it, one of those It things. really is different. Yeah. It's really different when you when your kid can run up and to hug them. Mickey Mouse and hug them, right? And yeah. I just experienced that. And Ryan, you can you can yeah. you know tell this firsthand because you when you really started experiencing the parks, there were not meet and greets. They weren't. And yeah. so so and then you know, yeah, yeah, if you just want to add some color to that on their their return and kind of like how it changed your trip experience. Yeah. Um, you know, I have three young girls and not since the uh the my oldest two were small small children was the last time we went to disney around 2014 2015 um we didn't really know what we were doing then so like we didn't really know about meet and greets and all that stuff so coming back now i remember ryan telling me he would never go to disney world ever again yes where your words yeah <laughs> after that trip look at me now with a figment popcorn bucket and 600 pins on my wall beside me <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, oh man but you know going going the last year and having the restricted uh so you know so-called meet and greets where they were distanced from you and there was no physical contact um and then going to watching my kids have a warm embrace of a hug with a character or a cast member that is the most heartwarming thing ever it's it's like I said a while ago that that reward and that return of taking your kids on these adventures and these experiences that made it 10 times worth it. Just seeing your kid hug Mickey Mouse or hug Elsa, hug Pluto. Um, yeah, there's not a feeling that can describe it. And it, I, I know they will remember it for the rest of their lives. Yeah, I think we've all had those experiences, you know, watching our kids have those experiences with the characters. Absolutely. Um, that, you know, it, it's, you know, just with the blink of an eye, we can we can see that moment happening, you know, over and over again in our heads. Yeah. And uh, it's a lasting memory. And uh, so this is this is one of those that was I was so happy to see return because, yeah, it it changes the way that you that you interact, you know, and experience the parks. And not only that, sure. just the the memory, like it creates for you generations yeah. down the road. You know, I I know mm-hmm. us as ch- as children, we can remember some some 
moments just like that from our childhood. And, yeah. you know, I, I feel bad for some of these folks that came during the, you know, the mandates where they couldn't have that, that moment, you know, for their once in a lifetime trip. You know, I feel bad for those folks, but uh, I'm glad that the meet and greets are back. Mm-hmm. Well, let's talk about something else that uh, returned this year, uh, ultimately due to, uh, due to, due to cancellations from COVID. Uh, that was the run Disney events. Yes. Uh, they came back and they and had quite man, a show. Did they ever come back? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I remember, uh, I remember Ryan, uh, you, you had a, had a great experience trying to, uh, trying to book a event for yourself. <laughs> oh my God. I made it all the way to hit submit with payment and everything. And it just froze up on me. I was so yeah. mad. And I, I literally got off night shift and waited until the queue opened up. Because remember, the queue actually was delayed because so many yes. people got on the website that it crashed the website. So they yes, had to I postpone the queue on Twitter. That's how they had to announce it. And it sent people into an uproar. And I only got like two yeah. and a half hours of sleep that day, and I still didn't get it. <laughs> for the brand. For yeah. the brand. On this segment <laughs> of What Grinds Our Gears... <laughs> yeah. we'll keep yeah. this one positive <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah let's yeah all positive all positive um you know we also uh got to see the return of the d23 expo yes it yeah. came back a lot Along of, with things lots there. of announcements oh, yeah <laughs> yeah yeah absolutely um some of those some of those highlights from the event uh some of the ride uh, changes that they're going to be doing at the parks. You know, you got the uh, Princess and the Frog remake uh, for Splash Mountain. Yeah. Uh, you've you had the the new uh, Walt uh, statue coming uh, unveiled yeah. coming to Epcot. Um, and you had some of the you got to see some of the articulation for the Moana attraction. Yeah. That's gonna be. Uh, uh, the villain concept, then, the villain land concept for oh yeah, that Magic little Kingdom, tease, the little yeah, little, yeah, yeah. Uh, some of the, the IT tease. integration, maybe for uh, Animal yeah. Kingdom, or some of the areas that we're seeing yeah, some changes. Zootopia, yeah, yeah. So and don't forget all the all the shows, all the movies, all the mm-hmm. things announced. Uh, you had uh, all the Marvel stuff. Oh man, uh, you had Indiana Jones with Harrison Ford coming back. Being brought to for, tears for new Indiana Oof. Jones, uh, man. How how does it get better than that? Yeah, and hopefully, maybe one day we'll uh, maybe the next expo we'll uh, we'll get to be boots on the ground for it. You never yeah, know. I would love to go. I would love to go. Yeah, um, we got to see Disney. Harmonious and Enchantment change a hundred times. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes, we did. That, yes, we did. All, and that's and, and then you know said they're. Uh, they could leave too. Go yes. home. So, so those ugly barges yeah. will probably just sit there dormant. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't. We'll see. We'll see if they, uh, you know, send them off to be recycled or something. I don't know how they do that, but but uh, yeah. in, in light of that, yeah, in light of that, they also announced that uh, possibly happily ever after could come back. So there's in that. some way, hey. shape, or form. Yeah. 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 Yeah, that's Thanks for the, the uh, ambiguity there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Old Josh, he likes to he likes to do that to the crowd. 
Yeah. So and the crowd loves him. Crowd loves well, him. Um, so. I, I will. I will hit this one off too. Uh, you guys both got to experience these. So the uh, both holiday parties, the Mickey's Not So Scary Halloween, and the Mickey's Very Merry Christmas parties, both came back full swing. Yeah. So yep. uh, can y'all can y'all elaborate on those? Nineteen. Yeah, I mean, I I think I speak for Justin as well when I say that the parties were awesome. They're great experiences. They're a great way to experience Magic Kingdom uh, with the low crowd. Um, and uh, everyone, you can go listen to our direct experiences, our, our recaps, our reviews of these uh, events as well. Uh, if you want to take a look at Mickey's Not So Scary uh, from 22, uh, it's episode 36. And then the Very Merry Christmas Party is episode 40, if you'd like to go back and take a listen to that if you haven't done so already. Uh, but yeah, we, you know, I had a great time with the family. Uh, it was a, a great way for us to take in a lot of different things at Magic Kingdom at night, you know, a part that we've been to a lot, right? And so we know what it offers, but it was just a fun new, new way to experience the park when you had, you know, barely any lights anywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, spooky fog and all the music and everything that goes with it, unique character meet and greets. Uh, so, you know, you, we mentioned that meet and greet returning. I don't think that event is at all the same if you don't have that meet and greet return Agreed. uh, component with it. Um, and just some of the, the ride experiences, uh, the candy, um, some of the exclusives, you know, I got my little, uh, zero popcorn bucket hey. to, to, you know, tag along. Um, but yeah, it was just, it's a great, it was a great time uh, overall. And uh, Justin, if you want to uh, kind of shed some light on the Christmas party, but I know that you enjoyed it and you made me jealous and, and definitely want to go uh, next year. Yeah, I echo 100% of what you said about the uh, Halloween party. It goes the same for the Christmas party. Just, it, it was so nice to see all the options available to you that, you've come to you know know about before you know covid hit um cuz it, it wasn't the same you know with the, the modified versions you know yeah. and, I, and I respect I disney you. trying to you know fill that void and that's in that time frame for the seasons but yeah it, it, and they had to make money at some point but and it, it's just not the same uh without it being fully open so uh it was it was definitely a great experience. It's one of the things that you know both of us had looked forward to for a long time. You know, being pass holders for you know, almost half a decade at this point, if not just a little more. And uh, you know, we finally got across that off the list. And you know, we we both had positive experiences, and our our kids loved it. You know, it's worth every penny to it. You can't you know replace what that party meant and what it did for you. Uh, like you said, we've been to Magic Kingdom a thousand times, but we've never seen Magic Kingdom like that. And right. that's that's the difference. And I I hope Ryan's able to experience one of those parties, of, you know, at least once, uh, because it was truly a fantastic experience for myself. Uh, and I know my son Jacob loved the the Christmas party, seeing the parade, seeing all the characters. All the mm-hmm. you know, just the choreography, you know, dances and just yeah, the, the, the unique greets. show, yeah. the unique shows were a great part of both of those events. Yeah, yeah. and just uh, having everything shows. back, yeah, uh, yeah. It, it's just surreal, and it's 
It's so nice to have that return. Well, yeah, and you mentioned during those during those parties, but also just in general, the full parades returned, yeah. uh, which was great to have back in 2022. Is you know, it's that's a component that you think of when you think of Disney almost automatically, right? Are these over the top parades and, you know, haven't been able to go and see those floats up close uh, during the keys of the kingdom tour, uh, which will be on a future episode as well, or where I'll kind of recount how that tour goes. Um, but, you know, just being able to see those up close and see the mechanics of it all. Um, but then, to, and then, kind of had that rip from you when the pandemic happened. And then, uh, you know, you kind of lose sight of that magic, quote unquote. And as it comes back and, you know, you see, you know, Maleficent's dragon come over and just roar some fire right at you. Like, okay, that's awesome. So uh, great. uh, You know, super happy that those return as well. Um, Also, uh, we, so we, we did get some, some, some new, some new additions uh, as well this year. Some that were questionable, um, you know. Some that were very well received. Some that were uh, maybe they're flops, and maybe they just aren't received at all very well. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, I, let's start with probably the biggest one that's that's still questionable, uh, and probably because we've had some changes along with it, aka price increases. Mm-hmm. And that's the Genie Plus and Lightning Lane system. Uh, I know I got to ex- I got to use this system once at Magic Kingdom. I I think Justin got to use it as well uh, one time at Magic Kingdom. Uh, so we didn't get to experience it. We didn't use it in any other parks. Ryan, did you have you used this at all yet? No, I have not. Yeah. So uh, if there's anyone out there that does not know what Genie Plus or Lightning Lanes are, essentially they are a paid version of the old Fast Pass Plus system. Essentially, you can elect to pay per person per day uh, at each park. Uh, you can elect to pay a fee, uh, a variable fee based on the day. Based on that the allows day you, you go to, to the park. Yes. Now. That morning. Yeah. <laughs> um, that allows you to essentially pick an expedited uh, fast pass lane uh, to go through instead of the general uh, instead of the general line. So cut down some wait times. You can, there's a bunch of nuances to it, some rules and things like that. And there's also the individual lightning lanes that you can purchase along with that. Uh, the lightning lane plus is that uh, allow you to, there are certain rides that allow you to pay and experience that shortened line as well. Uh, some of the larger rides, um, you know, more sought after rides. Yeah. So, uh, and these kind of evolved as the year went on. They did. You, and you saw several, several evolvements of this thing, um, which just added more confusion to it, I think, yeah. for a lot of people. I agree. Um, you know, we've gone through and, and you know, as this, as this was announced and kind of as it was used, you know, we, we, did, uh, we did go through this and kind of talk about our opinions on them and how it was how it's presented, um, things like that. Yeah, so, we went to great uh, detail about you know the ins and outs of it and what we thought about it. Yeah, you can go take a listen to that if you'd like some more details. Uh, that's back in episode nine. Um, so, it, again, there's been a little bit of changes into the nuances of, of the pricing and, and exactly that, but um, and some of the rides that 
you know, fall into each category. But other than that, the, the basic concept is still the same. But yeah, it was, this was met with a lot of just, you know, people were excited that they had an option to skip lines essentially. Um, but I don't think people like still like the fact that they have to pay for it. Yeah. Yeah. That's a little down, down, uh, how would you put it? It's off putting. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Needless to say, hot garbage. <laughs> well, and and I guess yeah. since we're on the, the subject of Genie Plus and Lightning Lane and all that, um, one good addition that we've seen this year was the debut of Magic Band Plus. And I was actually at Disney the day it was released. Yep. So that was, that was a pretty cool experience. Um, yeah thinking that I had to go to Disney Springs at six o'clock in the morning and get in a four hour line. <laughs> I lucked up and pop century's lobby had their own display. So I struck gold, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, it, it was a cool experience, you know, with, uh, it's essentially the same thing as a magic band 2.0, uh, goes on your wrist. It links with your, my Disney experience where you can get into your rooms, you scan into the parks, have tickets linked to it. You can even link credit cards to it for fast payment methods. Um, but this one does a little more. They put the Fab 50 statues around uh, the various parks. And you can go up to them and wave and say hi. And they will play a little tune or say something and have a little gesture for you. And you can actually uh, kind of mark them off on a bucket list in a separate app. And um, it's just another little thing that you can do at the parks. It's, it's pretty cool. And it also yeah. lights up and interacts with uh, different things like the fireworks shows and, you know, the different mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Uh, areas like the bounty hunting and stuff in Galaxy's Edge. So it it does a little more. And uh, it, it's, yeah. it's a pretty neat thing. It was a pretty big deal. Yeah. I mean, we've discussed this uh, in multiple episodes, but I am I'm super anxious to see how what else they do do with these bands right like we discussed their ability possibly to add them uh integrate them into into the resorts or into like the water parks things like that um so it'd be it's gonna be very interesting to see just how this how this technology evolves as far as how it is used um but um if you want to go check out the episode uh, that ryan was referencing when he first uh experienced it and where when it was released uh, that'll be episode 26. Yeah, we also seen um, a new addition at Epcot this year with the opening of the new Connections Cafe and the Creations, which is the the gift shop, the large gift shop uh, up near the front yeah. of the park. Um, these were probably two of the most impressive construction feats that I've seen come to fruition. Um, yeah. It's yeah, I was super happy to see it, uh, you know, not having the sh- the shop at Epcot uh, for a long time was just well. You never g- even got to experience Mouse Gears, Ryan. But you know, you they had the small version there in twenty one uh, yeah. as they were doing all this construction. And at the very end in December, I remember uh, the new Creation Shop opening um, is like towards the towards the end of December. Um, but having that open and be that expansive display that is just an incredible incredible store i mean it, it's far Visually, superior to it's so yeah. much than what mouse gears was absolutely and I, I mean compare it to all the other stores across the other parks yeah. too yeah 
You and know, honestly, I, mean, it, I see what that what Disney was trying to do with it too. They were just trying to bring it up to par with all the other visually changing things at Epcot going along. Like that, they were leaving old Epcot in the past and bringing Epcot into yeah, the future. Yeah. So in that, yeah, and Connections yeah, Cafe is it, nothing short of that too. Um, they, they integrated yeah. a lot of new technology, like with built-in uh, tabletop wireless chargers. It, that's an incredible concept. And yeah, I just love the way that building flows with the Starbucks on one end and your food service on the other, and the the amount of seating mm-hmm. that they have. I've been in there yeah. a few times. Just the amount of yeah, the amount of space, right? Let's the amount of space added for people, uh, which is huge because now all those people have somewhere to go. Think about like at Epcot when that didn't exist, and all they had was that auxiliary Starbucks location there, um, essentially at World Showcase. Yeah. Now you go in there and you look at the number of people at any given time that are in Connections Cafe and you're like, wow, where were all these people before? (laughs) Um, So I think it's great. I think it's a great solution to have in place that you can have indoor seating. Um, Obviously, there's a lot of concept that uh, to to like retail design and park design that, you know, you don't want to have too many seats because people sitting down don't spend money right so there's that kind of concept in place uh but i am glad that they added this uh because it does uh it does you know take a you know absorb a little bit of that additional traffic that maybe like the say the old electric umbrella or something or something uh, you know used to consume um but and then you got to talk about too not justin kind of uh touched on with the creation shop but the just the design aspect for these and like just the aesthetic is just super pleasing. And one of the more popular things that did return uh, for 2022 was the Fantasmic stage show. That, yeah, that was uh, the most yeah. recent over at Hollywood Studios. And uh, Ryan, you were there, uh, part of a pass holder um, exclusive night of the of viewing uh, in the first week, maybe second week of the show returning. So, uh, and I know you've covered this before, but if you want to go back over it real briefly here. Yeah. Um, like you said, uh, it was a pass holder exclusive event and we basically, anybody that was at Hollywood studios that day, that was a pass holder, got a push notification to their phone that this was going to be a thing. And it was going to be at nine thirty that night. Uh, they still had their regular eight o'clock viewing for just the general public but you could go up front or on Pixar Avenue and pick up a wristband so you could get into the event. And this was actually my first time seeing Fantasmic as well as the rest of my family. And that show was incredible. Uh, As far as it being a stage show, the amount of choreography and just the athleticism of those performers and the Mm. amount of just detail and things going on it was it was i it was a marvel it really was it seeing <laughs> yeah. so many characters on that steamboat and getting to see steamboat willie that was that probably did it for me the most was was steamboat willie yeah and if anyone is curious to go check out our socials especially uh instagram tiktok uh where we've got uh where we've got some uh some posts there of uh, video with all that uh, happening as well that Ryan was able to capture. So go follow us at Off the Monorails uh, on those platforms and others like Twitter and uh, Facebook, YouTube, 
at Off the Monorails on everything and uh, go check it out. Um, those are really, really neat to have, really neat to watch over and over again. So I appreciate that, Ryan, for sure. Yes, sir. Uh, and uh, last but not least, uh, with the with the uh, 2022 uh, editions, m- maybe the biggest one, uh, arguably, and that would be a ride called Guardians of the Galaxy Cosmic Rewind. Much anticipated ride at that. Yes. Because that yeah. thing was in construction for a long time. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but arguably, you know, critics have have you know said that they you know maybe one of the best rides all time yeah uh, i know that uh everyone that i talk to that goes on it, on it for the first time uh, says it's the best ride i've ever been on uh and that's from people that you know love thrill rides um and and ride them frequently so there's something to be said about the about the ride and the experience i think there's the way that it's multifaceted uh, speaks, you know, to it. And uh, so, yeah, it'd be one to be celebrated for sure. Um, And really added some additional flavor uh, to Epcot as a park, right? Like Epcot was missing that true thrill ride. Yeah. Um, You know, and I think this, uh, I think this gave it just that. Just what it needed, really. Yeah, and it gave Disney a chance to flex their muscle after the epic opening of Galaxy's Edge with Rise of the Resistance, and then you know it having its you know its issues. You know things are going to happen, but it's had right. you know a lot of you know issues going on with the uh, the ride systems. So this gave Disney a chance to really flex their muscle, and as I'm know of i haven't heard of any major breakdowns or issues no. with the ride so i mean that's a positive no, not at all so yeah well and not to mention just that justin but you know you had you had you know galaxy's edge open and all that and then a little bit later on you had rise of resistance open and then shortly thereafter uh you know just a you know a neighbor you know, universal mm-hmm. opens their velocicoaster which is very well received in the mm-hmm. thrill ride community if you will and so that kind of was like okay here we go like not the same type of ride at all right right as uh, rise of the resistance but still very well received roller coaster and this is like all right well here hold my beer and here we go here's cosmic rewind so again different type of ride technically um but i think it's just another way for them to say yeah here like we're going to continue to compete We can do this so, too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Playing chess. Yeah. So uh, I'm anxious what happens with the next editions in 2023. Hopefully we'll see well, some we of those Tron, uh, construction. Right there on the docket, right off the get-go. Yeah. So. yeah. Hopefully some of the uh, other construction projects actually come to fruition and don't aren't <clears> delayed <throat> any longer. <laughs> we'll see. And yeah, we'll see some. Uh, <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so let's also take a moment to remember some things that left us in 2022 a uh, post memoriam if you will um let's say some uh some last words for some of our favorites and maybe not so favorite things um that departed us in 2022 uh let's first start with Dinoland USA 
R.I.P. Baby. Didn't really. So with have the announcement, that's twenty value. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, maybe just the Dino Nips. Maybe yeah. just those. Yeah. Well, we can all. Well, the bathrooms, but they were part of our uh, bathroom they were. episode. So they were. R.I.P. to but, a solid restroom, a solid doniker. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see what happens in that area. Obviously, the entire land isn't gone just yet, but. With the announcements of D23 Expo that uh, the land would be reimagined and, you know, the Triceratops spin and all that getting, uh, you know, kind of taken out. Um, the primeval world, all those, you know, yeah. so um, that's going to be removed. We've seen things now slowly progress out of that area. And yeah. so um, Dinoland USA, goodbye for now. Yeah, we can also say goodbye to mask mandates because those ended early in the year. I uh, won't really miss those. I'll miss the I'll miss right. the lines though while having to wear a mask because those lines were short. <laughs> but yes, short and yes, everything separated. That, yes, yes. I yeah. do like. I did like. You know, I didn't like. You know, I love the fact that I didn't have Betty behind me just breathing on my neck in line. And someone's um, kids from like six packs back running <laughs> up just ahead of yours causing ruckus. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. Everything that went with the mass mandates was pretty nice. You know, low wait times, low crowds, lower prices. No one evading um, your bubble. Easy to book hotels. Um, yeah. Even park reservations were very easy to get, you know, so True. it's. The things that went along with it will be missed as well. Um, but um, also talking about projects and construction projects, one that we'll Definitely. never get to see uh, come to fruition, at least for the time being, uh, the play pavilion at Epcot. I'm sad about this. It had a lot Me of too. hope and a lot of promise to it. I thought it would be a very good thing for that park to have. Yeah. Um, we we talked about some ideas about possible IP integrations they could have done with it. Um, it was different, an open book. Just, I mean, yeah, anything they and wanted. I, the way that it was going to be presented was basically that you know you could allow you to use your imagination to kind of right. conceptualize just how to play, quote unquote. So I think yeah they could have literally gone a million different directions with this, and it left uh, but, it lended itself to just be updated regularly like without having yeah. to do anything to it yeah um, but to the wayside we'll, uh, it went uh yeah thanks to- we'll see if you ever are resurrected yeah play pavilion uh, another uh, one i was sad to see go was the epcot experience at the odyssey building i didn't like seeing that go yeah, yeah. i loved that it was a really cool model like i wonder like what they did with that like I'm after not, the yeah. fact that thing has like to be did they send that somewhere, somewhere to go on display yeah, I hope it is. I hope it didn't like just. They get did a really good a job with that to to that get us up to, to, oh, yeah. to that point. <laughs> just like the full, not just the model itself, right, but the display or the, the screen and the yeah. three sixty, like just like the immersiveness. They did a great job with it. It was just honestly, it was one of my favorite things to do. Like especially during the festivals, like go in there, cool off, AC, yep. you know, wings, AC, brewing, hello, yep. hey, mm. um, <laughs> and just you know relax a little bit. Uh, so. Yeah, that is uh, that is for sure missed. Another one on the uh, the downfall list for 2022 is the Magical Express. 
Uh, I, for one, never got to use this, you know, service, but damn it, I hate that this went to the wayside, you know, for families coming in from the airport. Now they got to pay an additional service, you know, to get to and from the airport, you know, Magical Express just, this was the first step into your vacation coming to the Disney property and you didn't have to worry about it once you had it booked from home, you know, you just right. had everything ready. Well, before you and left. it just streamlined, it streamlined the right. entire experience yeah. for those people. Right. And yeah. especially with the little ones and like the luggage made it like Straight magically, through. the luggage made it from the airplane to your room at the, it's just, yeah, you can't, you're not going to be able to match that service um, without with paying third party. <laughs> well, even the third party now isn't doing all that. Right. So, it's yeah, super sad that that is um, that that's gone for those people because it just added another complication for for those that have to travel in exactly. Uh, and yeah, you know, now they've got to figure out and yeah, they got to find a rental or they've got to get a, a bus. And well, what do you do about car seats and what do you do about the strollers and all this stuff? Like it's just it adds so much more complication to your vacation when you're supposed to just be relaxing and having fun, enjoying time with family. Yeah, especially so, for folks yeah. that are flying in. It's an already complicated vacation as it is. Exactly. Like, I hate yeah. it for them. Yeah. And all of that, it was such a genuinely used service. Like, I don't see why they didn't see, you know, the return to it that, you know, it was around for so long. Well, you know, when you, you just look at the, ex- this will lead us into our next subject. But when you look at the expense true. to run some a, a, pro- a program like that, literally not making a single dime off of it, right? Like maybe you, I don't think the concept is, is that you are going to lose people booking vacations to stay at Walt Disney world because you don't have a bus that takes them from the airport right. to their hotel. Right. Um, so I don't think they're losing any, any money by, you know, people not booking vacations because of that. Um, but that's so that's where you you come into play and when you have someone in leadership like bob chapek who we can easily say kiss our ass and see you yep. later yeah we'll see you around the um, bend jackass <laughs> um you know when you have someone like him pinching pennies like that uh and not really caring about the experience for people uh but just worrying about the dollar um then those things can easily go to the wayside. But like you're saying, so. it, it wasn't, you know, that they, they weren't in the market of making money on that service, but they damn sure made themselves lose money on that service because now people are having to pay for getting to and from the airport instead of spending in the parks. Yeah. 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 I mean, you, it's you a budgeted expense. Could, maybe. Yeah. And, and overall, I mean, it, yes. Yeah, as a blanket statement for 2022, Bob Chapek was a big reason for a lot of the the losses that 2022 experienced because it seemed yeah. like to me him and maybe it was more of the will of the executive board, but they put all their eggs in the basket of what is Disney Plus, and yep. the, yeah, the parks didn't get any kind of investment at a time where they really could have used it during a downtime era. And they they really yeah, fell short yeah. on that. And these facts came out after the fact. Yeah, and well, and there was no in twenty two in twenty two there were no new additions to the parks, right? Nope. So, like your statement's correct, Ryan. Like there was nothing new added 
conceptually to the parks to increase value there and, and invest in the parks. You know, all the, all the work that was being done in 22 were from projects from like 2019 and 2020, mm-hmm. right? Like they're all <clears throat> old projects. <clears throat> yeah. So, JPEG had nothing to do with the, with any progress. Right. Um, so yeah, to your point, right. It's just a lot of, it went to the way, you know, Disney parks experience became less about experience and more about capital. Yeah. So, well, one more thing for, as far as loss of capital, uh, let's talk about annual passes. What a volatile thing they were for the short period of time that, uh, (laughs) that they became available again. Um, so I remember, I remember in 21 when I first went with you guys in February of 21, that, my wife and kids went with my mom at the same time and my wife actually was able to talk a cast member into giving her an annual pass which was the silver pass at the time before things were redone and they renamed them and gave them a price jump and um they granted her that because my mom had already bought our kids passes and then my wife you know realized oh wait i kind of want to come back so she, you know, gave them her story and whatever that her kids had passes, but she didn't. So they kind of just grandfathered her in. But not until later of August that year was I able to get my pass. And that was when they came out with the new tiers, which yeah. was the sorcerer pass yeah. that I chose. So I think pass sales opened up for what, about six months? And then next thing you know, yeah, it was sold out. Give or take. Uh, yeah. Yeah, if uh, that, yeah, I think they they deactivated them again, like February or March. Yeah, it was early yeah. this year. And since then, we have not seen anything except the Pixie Pass, the Pixie Dust Pass, be available to this day. Oh. Yeah. So you're looking at oh, you know, but we saw a price change. We saw a no, price we increase. Saw on a price increase. Yeah. Not on the Pixie one. <laughs> Only the ones that aren't available. <laughs> Go back a couple oh, episodes. You'll hear our full rant on that one. <laughs> <laughs> but um. Yeah, the, so the, RIP, the annual passes deal affordable was, annual passes. It's a very volatile market for annual passes because you got people clinging to them, in even in lieu yeah. of a price hike again, just because they know mm-hmm. they're probably not going to get them back. Yeah, yeah. So, I'm scared. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's the same thing happened with Disneyland, right? Like they yanked them and. They were almost gone for about a year yeah. uh, before they released them, and they only Quite released literally. a certain number of quantities of them. So, um, yeah, it's a it's a real thing that people are are worried about and anxious to have back. And I have a lot of people that I know that are just literally just checking every day. Hey, does Disney have their passes back? Does, I, I get asked almost every day. Hey, do you know if their annual passes are for sale again? And it's just it, it people people are anxious. It's sad. So. I just I can't wait to see the surge. Like, what do you think is going to happen when they actually do make them available again, and they have this inevitable surge of people buying them? What, what, are they what happens do? to the, yeah. the what happens to park availability? What happens to hotel availability? Like all the thing, all the dominoes that fall after this, right? So, but they set themselves up for this. But is there a magic well, number of passes that are available? Someone, like, set, them someone set them up for that. Yeah, yeah. that is no longer involved with the Walt Disney Company. 
Is, is there a magic number of passes that are technically available for sale? Like, has that number even been? Uh, they've never published that. They never yeah. made that. They've never stated that that's a that that is a fact ever. Like that yeah. I'm aware of. Not for at least for Walt Disney World. Yeah, I don't know. Would be interesting. That's but not... at the same token, right? Like we talk about those dominoes, but then I think of other strategies, right? Like you think of people, you know, a way to increase revenue, right? Like, well, if you increase the number of annual passes that you that you sell and you allow people to buy them again, then you'll get new pass holders that haven't been able to be pass holders for a good while, essentially, right? So they'll be anxious to get back to Disney anyways. And then you can offer them incentives of annual pa- annual pass discounts on the hotels well now you're going to get you've already increased hotel prices across the board but now you have people that are anxious to spend their money no matter what because they can stay and oh hey look discount and annual pass discount hell yeah i'm going to go spend my money there well now yep. you've now you've allowed yourself to make more money that you were never going to make on these people so if you really think about the long play of it you actually can open up annual passes to make more money yeah so. Well, Iger's for that. Come on, Iger. Iger can do it. Come on, Bobby. We believe. So, boys, uh, you want to round up our RIP section for 2022 with, uh, I think, arguably our number one loss <laughs> of the year. That being the Tusker Lager. Can we get a moment of silence for that? Please. To say that I'm at a loss for words would be an understatement. It really didn't deserve this fate. It did not. So to to elaborate on, it's just a beer, you know, but not to us. This it is not just a beer. You this take that beer, back. This beer commemorated the start of this podcast. Really, it did. From our, the moment we our, sat down at Nomad Lounge. Nomad Lounge. We sat down and had a fresh glass of Tusker Lager poured. Mine and Ryan's first time experiencing it. Jordan's uh, recommendation, and it hit different. That atmosphere right there at Nomad Lounge on the outside patio, right by the river. Cool, crisp morning. You can't put a price on that. Just it, and, it's. Uh... It was such a a memorable moment for us, and that beer is. So it, it, the beer is awesome to begin with, but it just that moment just encapsulated what we're about, and and gave, we we discussed the creation of the podcast over that beer. Yeah, and and <laughs> that that single day, the three different times that we enjoyed that beer, like you just said at Nomad Lounge with the the cool weather and being outside on the river and flotillas going by. And then later that evening, before dinner, we sat down at Victoria Falls Lounge right there at the bar. Yep. We had one there. And then we also enjoyed one with our dinner at Boma that night. And just incredible. And it, yeah. it, it, it's it more than to, us. It brings me to the memory of me discovering that it was no longer available. And I had to text the guys the news. And that was during a a damn festival of all times. It was flower and garden. It literally broke our hearts. And I went to, we, we actually stayed at animal kingdom lodge in May. And I went to Victoria falls lounge to get a Tusker lager. 
And the bartender tells me, well, it's no longer available. And I'm like, that's like uh, having what? a night with no stars. <laughs> it just, it just doesn't not do wrong. it. Yeah. Yeah. To be fair, the, the, the beer is out there in the world still. Uh, this is a Kenyan beer, by the way. Um, but amazing beer. It's An so hard to beer. find. And for Disney to just write it off, I, if someone can listening, if they, if anyone has connections to the person in charge of sourcing uh, beverages for Disney World, we'd like to have a talk. Please Trust give us. them our information. We need to we had need to have a serious conversation. So, trust the uh, process. Trust us. We will lead you. I don't care how much it extra it costs them to import or obtain it, but. I need to find a distributor, and we need to uh, get it reinstated. Please. So. It did not deserve that fate whatsoever. But uh, We yeah. didn't even get a chance to say goodbye. That's, that's just so unfair. <laughs> Correct. Correct. That's the worst of it all. Didn't even get to say goodbye. We didn't know. Didn't even get to have one final one. <laughs> Sad, man. Rest in peace, Tusker Logger. Here's to you. Thanks for coming to our TED Talk. But on a bit of a lighter note, we do hope that you enjoy this reflection, if you will, of 2022 with us. It's been a hell of a year, boys. One it, hell of a year. It really has, and uh, we're just getting started. That's the best part. That is and the best part. And we're constantly learning. That's the greatest part about it. Like, yeah, we've, we've, we're now finally establishing a foothold you know, within the community, but we're doing things on our own and we're constantly learning new techniques, new things to talk about. You know, this is always going to be changing for us. So it's not going to be stagnant. It's always going to be fun. And, uh, you know, we, I'm looking forward to what we have to offer in the future and what's to, what's to come. You know? So before we go, we would like to mention some of our great affiliates that have accompanied us, uh, along the way for this, this fine year that is 2022. Uh, I'd like to start off with our good friends over at Electric City Roasting Co. Uh, got some banger coffee. Uh, they are out of Scranton, Pennsylvania. They are a small batch coffee maker, and they they just bring the heat year-round. Uh, they're just in time right now. Uh, you can get their holiday br- uh, blend, and uh, it, it just is what that is. You could just think of a nice warm fireplace and some pajama pants and clasp a hot cup of that stuff. Uh, you you can't you can't fake it. That's some good stuff. Um, they are accredited mm-hmm. by the Specialty Coffee Association, and they are a proud woman-owned company. Uh, just some great folks to to be supporting us, and we like supporting them back. Uh, love giving them all the love that they deserve, and uh, just be sure to load your card up by using our affiliate link at the bottom of our episode description, and use the code OTM Coffee Twenty. Uh, in the cart at your checkout and you will save yourself 20% off on your first order. Gotta love that. Go get you some coffee. Save some money along the way. It is so good. So good. Also want to shout out to 1901 Candle Co. uh, for coming on board lately as an affiliate with us. Uh, They do a lot of uh, scented candles, uh, Disney-inspired ones. Uh, Myself and Jordan have purchased from them and we personally love the Fall on Main Street scent. It is amazing. It's long-lasting, 
fills the house with a great scent. It's just amazing. They make great gifts for neighbors, friends, family members, coworkers, you name it. It's a great holiday gift, and you can save some money with our code off the rails fifteen when you apply it at checkout. They offer bundles as well as single candle options. So go check out nineteen oh one candlecode.com. Find you something that you would like to purchase for yourself or someone else. And don't forget to use our code off the rails fifteen at checkout and save yourself fifteen percent on your order. And also uh, in the episode description, you'll find all these affiliates and more. Uh, we've got you covered when it comes to travel. Uh, we've got some great companies on board that are here to uh, give you some great products uh, when it comes to travel needs. Uh, anything from clothing to backpacks and accessories uh, to sunglasses, etc. Uh, you name it, we got you covered from head to toe. So go check a, go check all those companies out in the episode description. While you're there also, uh, if you wouldn't mind, click that support button. Uh, that'll take you to buy me a coffee page uh, where you can buy us a coffee or two. Uh, by buying us a coffee, what that does is it allows you to help fund the show. Uh, so you can help support the show and uh, and contribute towards the operations, our ongoing uh, events, uh, everything that goes into making this show happen, uh, the website happen, all of it. Um, all those proceeds go directly to that. So uh, it's a great way for you to uh, show some love back. And uh, we truly uh, appreciate anything you feel led to contribute. Uh, a special thanks goes to all those that have contributed so far. We really appreciate it. It really helps. So, uh, please uh, continue to do so. Uh, it truly, truly, truly means a whole lot to us. So Indeed. And if you're of the type that wants to help fund the podcast or donate to the podcast, but you want something in return, a little, a little something materialistic coming back to you, check out the shop on our website, offthemonorails.com. We have a lot of options now. Uh, we're rolling out the last little bit of our uh, holiday offerings. Uh, for availability, we have pillows, mugs, uh, T-shirts, long sleeve sweatshirts, hoodies, you name it. We have th rolled out quite a bit of options for you guys to uh, check out, whether it has our logo on it or just some of your uh, favorite Disney-inspired uh, designs. We have those available for you, and they are fantastic. They are high quality. Uh, we wouldn't put out anything that's shabby that we wouldn't wear. So, you know, it's been tried and tested and has been uh, approved. And we are very, very uh, happy with our uh, merchandise that we have for sale. So go check out that shop. And again, that directly helps go right back into funding the podcast. And it's very appreciated. We love seeing you guys rock our merch. So please, once you have uh, any of your Off the Monorails merchandise, take a picture, throw it up on the socials. We love to share yeah, that tag and us. comment on yeah. it, tag us, yeah. all that stuff. We'd love to see that stuff. We'll share it. And uh, we appreciate you guys checking that out. Absolutely. Uh, with that being said, guys, we will see you next year in 2023. Again, January 6th, we'll be back with a brand new episode. Uh, I think with a really awesome topic, um, one that we've gotten a lot of questions on uh, over the past year. Um, and so we're excited to uh, share some some more details on the subject uh, in, a, in a couple of weeks. So uh, stay tuned. January 6th, we will be back with a brand new episode. Until then, Happy New Year. Merry Christmas. Hope, uh, 
I hope everyone has a wonderful Christmas. You can spend time with family, have some fun, uh, and uh, share in, in the spirit of the season. Absolutely. Uh, any any other words for you guys before we wrap up 2022? I'll just say um, it's been a hell of a year, guys, and I hope to have another hell of a year in 2023. It's been awesome. Yeah, I'm looking forward to what 2023 brings. I know we got a few things on the calendar already, so we're starting to fill up some topics and uh, maybe have a guest or two lined up early in the season. We'll see. So stay tuned. Things are looking up uh, for for the podcast, and uh, we couldn't be couldn't be happier and more excited to continue to uh, bring you some some what we have to offer. And please continue sharing us with your friends, family co-workers anyone that's planning on going to disney or just needs a reference point for disney continue sharing us with them we want to reach as many people as possible help as many as people as possible and we're here for you we want to interact with you engage with us on social media so don't forget hit us up on the social media handles at off the monorails and that's across the board at uh facebook tiktok instagram twitter all of them off the monorails that being said guys we will see you next year and happy birthday, fellas. To Thank you, buddy. Show. Happy birthday. <laughs> so glad to share it with you guys. We'll, uh, we'll, uh, we'll see you in a couple weeks. I'm Jordan. I'm Justin. And I'm Ryan. And this is Off the Monorails. Happy New Year, everybody. Oh, yeah.